What's up guys, this is Corey Baker from Baker Forge and Tool. In my business, we do tons of heavy grinding every single day, and we needed a grinder that could take abuse and keep on trucking without slowing down billet production. The AmeriBraid Variable Speed 2x72 is just that. All heavy duty parts and framing with well thought out accessories that are easy to use and not bogged down with lots of tiny parts. By far the best accessory item that AmeriBraid sells is their surface grinding attachment. It is absolutely foolproof and the best in the industry. With quick release magnet system, there is no prying your workpiece off the platen. Very fast to slap a billet or a knife onto the table, engage magnets, and start surfacing with precise increments. On top of all of this, their customer support is outstanding. Eric and Kevin are always available and fast to help with any situation. If you're in the market for a top-of-the-line grinder or maybe just an accessory to add to your existing setup, go to AmeriBraid.com and use the code HUSTLE100 for 100 bucks off any grinder package. All right, next up, the Hustle & Grind Podcast. Good day, eh? Good day, eh? Good day. Welcome to the Hustle and Grind podcast, a podcast about hustling and grinding in your workshop in the uh, great continent of North America. I'm sitting down with Ryan Chadborn and Noah uh, Blomberg. Blomberg. (laughs) (laughs) And my name's Lando Novak, and I'm back again in the hot seat here, guys. How you doing? King Lando oh. returns. Easy now. Come on. You're making me blush. I don't know what's up with that. <laughs> Lando, how are you now? Uh, how am I? I'm doing okay, man. How are you guys? Oh, you messed it up, dude. The appropriate response is good and you. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I'm, oh, I'm right. okay. You don't watch no. that show. You only watch the other the other Canadian one. What one are you talking about? Letter Kenny? Yeah. 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 Fuck yeah. I haven't seen that show at all yet, man. Man, just terrible with TV shows. Bonnie McMurray. Bonnie McMurray. It's mm. <laughs> a good the, show. Uh, I've, I've basically, uh, my personality is basically just a, a combination of all the different movies and shows that I've watched over my lifetime. So uh, when I when I greet someone and on any given day at any given point, I go, you know, say their name and hey, how are you now? And uh, it's it's just a riff off of the show. And the other day, the owner of my dealership walks up to me and he goes, Noah, the other day you said something to me and it sounded like it was like directly out of this TV show. Have you seen letter Kenny? And I'm like, yeah, yeah that, that's how I greet people, man. You're, 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 yeah. you're the first person to actually catch on to that. Actually. I cope, I cope with life by relating everything to South Park episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that with you, bud. We, uh, <laughs> Uh, I've been chastised a lot for never watching Rick and Morty, and so Same. I started watch. I started watching Rick and Morty. I'm on like season two, and okay, it, it, it's pretty good. Cool. It's really ridiculous, but it's pretty good. Yeah, my buddy was telling me about that just the other day, actually, uh, about how I needed to watch that show. But I have I've seen like clips of it and stuff, and it looks ridiculous and funny. But yeah, I haven't gotten there yet. I don't That's have time. What I can't stand serious TV, like where people are crying and shit, or like they're like, "Oh, we gotta catch the murderer." I'm like, "No, you don't." Oh god, yeah, nobody <laughs> cries. Nobody cries in real life. I mean, come on. My wife hates it. <laughs> She'll be watching something and somebody will be crying. I'll be like, "Ah, oh, what's that bitch crying about?" 
<laughs> oh dear lord you're making me uh think of uh my my worst nightmare my wife and her tv shows and oh man every night it's a different murder show or housewives or something dude oh god dude my wife's always watching shows about uh couples that murder each other oh jeez. <laughs> Like married oh, wives man. that like murder their husbands because they don't spend enough time with them. And I'm like, <laughs> I'll be in the shop. <laughs> something. This is exactly what I'm talking about, dude. Like, man, I've got a lot of equipment around here that can make this look very accidental. I'm, I'm concerned. I actually yep. used to take a medication that they used to kill somebody in one of those shows. Oh and it's my like, gosh. it's very easy to like, like hide like it's hard to tell that that's the thing that killed him and it's a gout medication it's called colchicine and i, no I used to take it for my gout flares and then we watched that show and i was like i'm fucking switching <laughs> i was like oh i ain't gosh. taking that shit anymore oh jeez! did you see her eyeballing you out of the corner of her eye the whole movie her whole show oh. <laughs> yeah she's probably got a stash of it she was taking a pill at a time just hiding them on me so she could put them in my fucking coffee or something Hey, don't yeah, up your life insurance policy. Otherwise, she's going to be tempted. Yeah, especially now that we got that puppy. He's just driving her crazy. <laughs> well, yeah. He's nuts. <laughs> Has he learned anything yet? It's been like, what, two weeks yeah, now? Yeah, no, he's doing much better. He's like, he lets us know now when he's got to go out. He's still got a couple accidents here and there. But he's just like, fucking, when he's not sleeping, he's at 100. Woo! <laughs> I love life. My new dog let me know. Uh, let me know that he needed to go outside the other day. Walked up to me and started peeing on the ground right in front of me. It's <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck? I never seen a dog do that. It just walked right up to me, looked me dead in the eyes, and started pissing on the ground right in front of me. Like okay. he's just staring you down. He's like, yeah. I was waiting at the door, <laughs> and that was the thing too. He was totally like prancing around upstairs the whole time too, and I ignored him for like a good half hour, and then he was just like, "Fuck you, man! You want to play that game?" Oh. Yeah, we've got him in the bed with us now, sleeping, and that's uh, helped a lot. Like he, because yeah. he doesn't. It's the sleep depravity thing that really starts to wear on you. Uh, he just wanted oh, yeah. to be a member of the pack, you know. I got two other dogs that sleep in my bed, so it's like, how are we gonna have him in a crate on the floor at the head of the bed, and not have him in? You know what I mean? So, yeah. Do you have any bed? Like, where just do you to sleep, be dude? You're gonna be sleeping on the floor right away. We have a king size. Still, bud, that's crazy. I know. We need I got like. King, I got a king size, and my wife kicks me out of the bed all the time, and it's just the two of us in there. <laughs> For the first like week size. we had him, I slept on the couch with him. Oh yeah, oh, which is which is fine. I was one of those weird kids that had a couch in his room from the age of like twelve to sixteen. Oh, that's like, cool. In, instead of a bed, I just slept on a couch. I was getting ready for my later teen years. Oh, I see what you're saying. You didn't have a bed. You had a couch. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, that is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Well, my mom thought it was weird too. I've done mm-hmm. my fair share of sleeping on couches. Not me, man. My, or not no more, man. My back is like hell. Hell no, don't do that. Oh, dude. So, like, actually, I think it was the day after we recorded the podcast uh, last week. I've been sick this whole week. Uh, I'm feeling a lot better now. Actually, uh, I didn't go to the gym all week until Friday, I finally was able to go, but I woke up at one 
I can't remember. It was like when I first got sick, I woke up at like two o'clock in the morning and my throat was on freaking fire. Like I couldn't swallow, you know, like when you get like strep or something like really bad and you can't even just like swallow your own saliva. Like it just hurts so freaking bad. So I got up and I made myself a cup of tea and I just passed out on the couch after a while. Uh, it's not really that great on your neck. You know, like it's really not when you're older. Like I used yeah. to sleep on couches all the time when I was a kid and teenager and stuff. But man, as an adult, it's not ideal. No, nope. wrecks me. So Lando, we're going to put you in the hot seat. I'm I'm there, bud. What's up? When are we going to come on the Forge Side chat? Never. Oh. <laughs> cut, just because just cause I asked that way. Because oh, you guys are cut. Sorry, guys. No, I don't know. That's a, that's a good question. I mean, you know how I roll with things, man. I don't really uh, strategize or whatever. You plan things out all so well. I just kind of roll with the punches and go with what comes. I think I got... Uh, Till the beginning of March booked up right now with a few people and I've kind of double booked a couple weeks here again I got like last week or the week before I had a triple triple recording week it was like a little bit hectic my wife gave me shit like what the hell like three recordings in one week dude what are you doing it's like I just kind of screwed up and we had a couple cancellations that led to this and yeah so you should just say what I say and be like I'm getting famous baby (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, it's not that I'm getting famous, but I'm definitely starting to get my name out there a little bit. That's for sure. And my wife is seeing that, man. So she's okay with the way I'm doing things. And, you know, she sees that I've got the, the Rose thing going on there. And she's actually pretty pumped that I'm doing good there and wants to kind of give me a hand finally for one. She actually offered that. She's like, yeah, you know, maybe if uh, you need me to help package, uh, make up some nice boxes for them or something like that, we can start working together. It's like, wow, finally. Finally, this is awesome. I'm pumped. Speaking of wives, being that we're all three married and we're all three makers, do you guys find that our wives have trouble understanding what we do and like why we spend so much time doing it? No. Mm, yes and no. Um, I mean, there's there's an end result. That's so it's kind of right. obvious, but. Without an end result, then I would definitely, uh, and and I was there for a long time because I wasn't really, you know, producing a lot of stuff. I was too busy building my press and other machinery and, you know, making my own tools and stuff like that. And the wife wasn't seeing where it was going and she didn't understand it for the longest time. And now she sees me making things and she's like, okay, now I get it. But so, yeah, yeah, a little bit of both. Yeah, I'm with you there. Same situation when I was like building everything and like. Like there was a whole year I didn't make a knife and I just researched and studied and watched videos and made my grinder and made my oven. And in that time she was kind of like, Hmm, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) But now that there's a return on it, like sometimes she'll be like, Oh, why can't you be in the house? Oh, honey, I'm doing, I'm heat treating 52 knives and I can't like stop in the middle of it. So you got to wait. How so? How do you go about heat treating fifty two knives? Because you probably want to try to keep your oil within a certain temperature range, right? Do you keep do you cool your oil or anything like that? Or I do, I do. Um, the first batch I did it was warmer out, so I had to take longer breaks. But this last batch, 
it was so cold out that I could just stick the oil outside and I, it's a tube in a bucket of concrete and I just packed snow around it. And <laughs> in the time that the next batch was heating up and soaking, it cooled the oil down just enough for me to quench the next six and then start over again. Where do you, ha- what do you do for, um, measuring your temperature on your oil? My hand. Oh, okay. You don't have a thermometer? It's a bold strategy, Cotton. No. If it hurts, then it's too hot. Very technical. I like it. Well, you think about about it. Your tap water coming out of your faucet's 120 degrees at its hottest. Typically. And you can can hold your hand under that. Yeah. 180 degrees will scald you. Right. And then anything above that's too hot. So if I can physically put my fingers in the oil and it doesn't like fucking hurt hurt but it also feels warm to the touch then i know i'm somewhere in that range totally unscientific i was gonna say this is the opposite of last week's episode yes (laughs) yes that's how i'm rolling right now is stick your stick your fingers in the oil and if it burns you it's too hot why don't you get one of those uh turkey thermometers bud that's probably a good idea I've got one of those little clip-on thermometers that you can check the oil temp with. And in my own defense, until I was doing these batch orders, I was like only doing stainless. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you went a long time without doing carbon. Yeah, for a long time. I like. I have everything to. I have everything to do it. I just you know up until these these cleaver batches. The only carbon steels I was doing was ADC RV2, and I was only doing like one or two at a time. Yeah, and the stainless so, uh, is what air hardening or what? Yeah, in, in quench plates, right? Would you use like one inch aluminum plates for that? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you, I think uh, I need to get you... some thicker aluminum plates for when I start doing stainless. I don't think mine are like three quarter or something like that. Mine are one inch, and I can do five knives consecutively before they get too hot to dissipate the heat. Okay. So if I'm just doing like one or two, then I should be all right. Mm-hmm. If not, a- send me a DM because I'm confident that there's some stainless people out there that are going to be listening to this going, eh, no, you can't do that. Or it's fine. I don't know. <clears throat> you can add a chiller plate to it as well. Mm. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. Or I could just take the plates and stick them outside and then when I quench the knife, the plates will be nine degrees. So it'll be fine. <laughs> I wonder if there is any benefit to like actually having your plates like pre-chilled like that. I wonder if that does it any good or not. Oh, we should have asked Tobias that last week. Well, we can ask him next next episode when he when he comes back on after his, his next batch of Apex Ultra comes out. Because um, we left a lot of questions that we could have asked him. <laughs> it would have been a long episode if we had talked about everything. Um, but I know there, there are people who have, um, like water cooled plates that basically just kind of like a water cooled platen where it has channels that go through it. And actually I think KH daily, who we're going to be having on soon here is, is developing some, um, some channeled plates, um, I believe in conjunction with Ben Butler. Um, so he'll be doing something along those lines. We can talk to him about that when he comes on. That would be cool because if I end up doing batches of stainless, which is very possible, uh, having only one quench, it's it 
takes my oil a lot less time to cool down outside than it does quench plates. Yeah. So last time I did two batches of stainless in a row, I had a soaking wet bath towel out here, like in a bucket of water to lay over the plates in between. Can't you just sizzle? Can't you just stick them in your freezer? No, they're bolted to my bench. Oh, duh. Okay. Right. Because yeah, aluminum cools pretty right, quick. Yeah, though, I was eh? gonna bolt mine to my to my vice because I have a specific vice for that, and I was gonna bolt them in there, and then I just never got around to it. So I need to do that because that would make it a lot easier when you're quenching hot steel to have them, you know, solid. Oh yeah, yeah, you, can, them. you want them solid. <laughs> <laughs> well, what have you guys been up to this last week? Let's. Uh, what do you got going on in your shops? Ryan, want to start you're the guest? You're the guest. Oh, on now. Uh, well, I had uh, rose orders going, man, in the shop. I've been TIG welding up some copper, getting that going, and it's kind of left me in a position where I'm not too sure if that's the route that I want to go with finalizing how I how I make the copper roses. I think I might uh, might jump into a different procedure to to lock all the petals down on the top of the rose. Because TIG welding it, uh, what I'm finding is that, number one, it's discoloring the copper extremely bad. And I don't know if I'll be able to bring the copper back to the nice shiny color that I want it to be, even with a polishing compound and stuff like that. Like, you can't get into the petals, right? Yeah. So I've got an idea of trying to make um, a solution bath because I've got citric acid powder. And then I bought some... Uh, polishing compound for jewelry work. So I was thinking about making like a uh, a solution bath and swirling the copper in that to see if that'll clean it up. I haven't tried that yet. That's I'm going to try that tonight probably. <clears throat> but uh, if that doesn't work, then I pretty much have no choice but to go to um, the method of securing the, the petals mechanically essentially um, with, uh, with a peened down rivet because... Um, the TIG welding, the other thing I'm finding with the TIG welding that I'm not too keen on here, which is probably going to lead me to the mechanical fastening um, idea, is the TIG welding's also uh, annealing the copper really bad and mm, leaving it very say, soft. Because yeah. how hot is a TIG weld? I mean, it's oh, it's up there, dude. Well, that's why the, co- the copper is discoloring so bad is because the amount right. of heat, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And, well, and that's the thing with TIG welding copper. You have to run your your welder freaking max out almost type thing, right? So, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Kind of kind of left me in a little bit of uh, you know, a guessing game there as to where I'm going to go with it. But the mechanical fastening is – I've done it before and it works fine. So I might, uh, might be bumping into that again just to keep the copper, that nice shiny copper and, and the work hardening as well. Right, yeah. Yeah. Other than that, a uh, buddy of mine came back from Dominican and brought back a big box of cigars. And Ooh. him and the other guys came over last night and we played some cards and smoked some cigars and drank some beers. And that's uh, uh, kind of was a nice, you know, nice night to relax. And I haven't haven't had a, a lot of those in the last while. I've been pretty busy, so it was nice to kick back and just kind of do nothing finally for one night, especially on a Saturday. Saturdays I'm usually up to like four or five o'clock in the morning working in the shop right so it was nice to be in bed by like 12 30 or something like that like i was i'm never in bed that early on a saturday 
Sounds like my teenage years. Mm. Cards and cigars, man. I love that. Yeah. Magic the Gathering, bud. <laughs> oh, I was I was thinking poker, but okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> no, I'm I'm mega nerd there, dude. Oh. All right. Well, that's fine. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I don't want to pretend to be something that I'm not. I nerd, I nerd out about a bunch of different things. I've just never been into magic. Uh, well, it'd be Dungeons and Dragons, but one of the guys that we play cards with is like anti dungeon. He's like, no, I don't do Dungeons and Dragons. That's like, that's just too nerdy for me. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay. I would say <laughs> those two things are e- equal. Uh, that's kind <clears throat> of how I put it. Yeah. But no, uh, apparently not. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just I just nerd out about like Lord of the Rings and I play a lot of Zelda and I don't know. There's probably a couple other things I'm nerdy about, but mostly those. Yeah, I I love Lord of the Rings. I'm one of those I'm one of those weird people that like gets into like the lore of Lord of the Rings, like all the things that happened, you know, like before the story and like how all the the deities came into being and everything. Like I've read up on all of that and stuff. I can, I can nerd are we out doing about this. Are we doing this? Are we, are we, I don't know. You're going to get me into the Lord of the Rings here. Cause I happen to be a big fan of the Lord of the Rings. Okay. So what is Gandalf? What is Gandalf? Yeah. What is he? Where did he come from? He came from some other place and he's a special being that they sent down to protect middle earth. Okay, yeah. So he's one of the Astari that was yeah, sent down yeah. by one of the Mayar. The Ma- yeah, I can't that, pronounce that word. The, the, that thing. Like M-A-I-A-R or something like that. And they're the, the lower deities that were uh, created. Like uh, Morgoth was one of them, I believe. Yeah, he was like Sauron's like boss, homie. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. um, Did you guys I, get into I, this stuff because of the movies or because of the books? Movies. Uh, the books. The, I I read I read the books probably when I was twelve I think for the first time, yeah. and I've loved Lord of the Rings ever since. Um, and then I was really really pretty like on the fence about the um, the Rings of Power show that they they came out on Amazon. Like I did not know if I was going to like that at all, just because like. Every, like all of like the the new stuff that's come out recently that has to do with like the old like my childhood stuff like the Halo movie that came out on Paramount or the Halo show that came out on Paramount Plus. Okay, we've talked about this in a previous episode that I can nerd out about some Halo like really easily. Shout out to Nate I watched Wapple. Nate Wapple, love right. that guy and everything that he has done in his life that's had a huge impact on me. You know, growing up and playing Halo and everything. So I'm actually glad we didn't bring up the Halo TV show when we were talking to him because I watched the first episode. I watched. I watched the first episode and it was difficult for me to get through it without being, you know, physically sick. I I, I didn't actually vomit, but I was close to it. Um, And and then I never watched anything else that's come out of that because it was so disgusting. And so like, don't get me wrong. If you want to make a cool, like cool ish sci-fi show. And there was aspects of it that were really cool and kind of like a nod to the original, like halo games and stuff like sound effects and things like that. But like as somebody who's read halo books and knows like some of the lore of halo and everything like that, it was complete crap. It was just garbage. And the fact that master chief took off his helmet 
and the way that they made him like kind of like a weak character, like it was awful. Like just those people need to be punished physically for what they did. I mean, it's it was it was the worst thing I've ever seen. Did you write them a strongly worded email? I almost did. I almost <laughs> did. Like they need to be like taken out into the streets, whipped with chains. I mean, some tar, some feathers, banished to St. Helena. Like, send them to Siberia. They need to go away. They don't deserve to be part of polite society after what they did. Wasn't there a Halo show back in the day that was actually, well, like, back in the day, like, I don't know, 10 years ago or so, that was actually, like, really hilarious and good? Like, Red versus Blue? Like, Red versus Blue? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so so that was some good stuff. And that was, I don't, I never got into it, into it, but it was basically just, like, some YouTubers having fun. And it was hilarious, okay? Um, There was also a movie that came out, um, shoot, probably about, like, 10 years ago, uh, called Forward Unto Dawn. And that was really well done. And it fit into the canon of the, of the storyline and everything. And it was really well done. And I liked it. I own it. Um, but this, this TV show was crap. So anyways, all of this to say, I was really like, I don't think I'm even going to watch the Lord of the Rings show, the, the rings of power that came out in Amazon. I did watch it and I decided to watch it with a very open mind. And I did. And there was some aspects of it that didn't make sense to me knowing what I know, like within the canon of, you know, what Tolkien wrote. Um, that being said, it was pretty good. Um, you know, like it had, you know, don't get me wrong. Like it starts off and you know that this show is about strong female characters and they did it in such a way to where it wasn't really that. I mean, cause to Tolkien wrote strong female characters. So it's wait, not wait, like, wait. It's not like There's, they took a political aspect to it and then made it something that it wasn't. They I actually Jennifer did a Lawrence good job was, of it. I thought Jennifer Lawrence was the only strong female character that's ever been out there. Oh, you're right. Yeah, no. Right. Ripley yeah. from Alien. No, she was never around. Never mind, uh, you know, Joan of Arc. Yeah, the basically, there's no no yeah. strong female characters ever. We We need... Okay, no, no. Angelina Jolie. I almost went there. I almost went there. I see what you tried to do to me. I'm not going there. Okay. I was was, was, a trap. I'm sorry. I did not do that on purpose. You were going to get me going, bud. Let's go back to shops. Let's go back to shops. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was painful. (laughs) No, it's See, this is what happens when you get me going. I apologize. <laughs> if, all right, let's nerd out on something we can all nerd out together. I thought I could hang with Noah nerding out on the Lord of the Rings. I was incorrect. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I let's apologize. nerd out let's move on Mil- <clears throat> Let's talk about tools for a minute. Yeah, tools. Mm. Man, I, I am a snob when it comes to one certain brand of tools. And if they make it, that's the one I'm going to buy. And that's Mill fucking walkie. Are you sponsored I, by the mill or what? I wish, dude. Right? If anything from Milwaukee hears this, we we will accept you as a sponsor gladly. I have thousands of dollars worth of your tools. Some of them I've never even used. And they were just like included in a package of a good deal. You know, they always have good deals going on. Mm-hmm. So what's your, as, uh, what's your favorite Milwaukee tool? Oh, see, that's tough because, like, I got one. Could What's what first? is it? So the Milwaukee tool that I use every single day without fail, my most used tool that I own 
is my three eighths impact um, uh, Milwaukee fuel 18 or whatever. So it's an 18 volt three eighths impact. And I use that nonstop every single day, every day at work. And it is my most used tool. I've had it for probably about three years now and it is still going strong. It is without a doubt the most reliable, best tool that I think I own. Hallelujah. I love Milwaukee tools. I've got the yeah. three eighths half inch, half inch mid torque. The high torque's yeah. a little bulky for what I do, but mid torque covers everything that I'll ever need to fix. I like um, the impact driver, man. That's what I use yeah. on a regular basis. I got, and I'm I'm actually using the twelve impact driver. I find uh, I like to use that more than the M18, but I'm not doing like I, the largest bolt I'm doing will be a nine sixteenths head. So what is that half inch bolt, right? No, nine sixteenths. Nine nine sixteenths is larger than half inch, so it's it's between a fourteen and a fifteen. No, I, I, if you have a nine sixteenths head on a bolt, yeah. Mm-hmm. What size yeah. of bolt is that? Nine sixteenths. Nine sixteenths. No, it's not. if you're talking standard. If you're talking metric, it's in between a fourteen and a fifteen. If the head on your bolt is a nine sixteenths socket. The bolt itself is like a half inch thread. Oh yeah, yeah. The bolt. I mean, the bolt could that's, be whatever. That's what well, I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Well, oh, okay. Not, thought... There's not like a standard procedure for that. There's all different kinds of size shanks. For the uh, most threads. part, it's pretty standard. Yeah. Your your national coarse thread bolt will have a pretty standard head size to it for your grade eight bolts. Unless you start going into flange heads and stuff like that, then you'll start getting different sizes. Gotcha. Okay. I don't well, know. That's what I've experienced. Well, for yeah, me, no. in, in in the stuff that I work on, you could you could have a a, a fifteen millimeter bolt head that's going to have any different size shank on it. I'm metric bolts are fucking weird like that, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. But. If we're talking the tool that I use the most, it's my M12 impact. Yeah. The just quarter quarter inch bit driver. Yeah. yeah I use that. Yeah. I use that the most because I'm yeah, I'm man. working on I'm working on handheld stuff like weed whackers, chainsaws, small lawnmowers, you know what I mean? So the big guns are too much. Right. Um my favorite is probably my straight die grinder. Ooh, I don't oh, really have an electric die grinder. Yeah, I love that thing. Hold on, I'll grab it. It's right here. Yeah, grab that. But yeah, I use... So, I, I don't know why he decided to bring this up, but I'm definitely fine talking about it. Because um, a couple years ago, I had Snap-on electric stuff. So, when I first when I first got boo, into my job... Snap-on as, power tools, boo! <laughs> when I first got into... Uh, being a mechanic, I had pneumatic stuff and there's nothing wrong with pneumatic tools. I mean, they've been used forever and they work great. But when you're talking about, you know, multiple tools that you're using all at once, like having to swap over your air constantly and having hoses to trip over and everything, like mm-hmm. it just made sense. The quality of the tools that were coming out to switch to electric stuff. So I first bought snap on and I had, you know, the usual snap on stuff and they kept freaking breaking and I'd have to send them in. And then while it's sent in, I have a pneumatic replacement or no replacement. And it just, it freaking sucked. And I got tired of it. 
And there so finally, goes your I snap on sponsor. That's fine. I I, I still wouldn't use, want snap on. I still snap use snap on. Okay, well, I'm not going to say that. Sorry. Like, I still use a lot of snap on tools, like sockets and and wrenches and stuff like that. I have a lot of snap on stuff, and I like it. But their electric stuff, when I was using it, at least, I don't know if anything's changed, but when I was using it, it was crap. So I switched over to Milwaukee, and I have Milwaukee everything. If you open my top drawer, it is filled with Milwaukee. And we're talking everything from quarter, three-eighths, half. I have impact drivers. I have the cordless ratchets, quarter inch, three-eighths. And I have more batteries than than you could ever need like i have everything in milwaukee i have a milwaukee heated sweatshirt that runs off of their m12 battery i use the crap out of that um i i use a lot of milwaukee stuff i have milwaukee i have so at my house i have my house i have my little shop and then my wife's big shop there is a milwaukee combo charger in every single one of those buildings there is milwaukee <laughs> shit everywhere yeah, you know you're a Milwaukee lover when you start buying multiples of the same tools so that you don't have to have you know go you don't have to go to the shop to get it. You can just have one in the shop, one in the house as well, right? I have three of those impact drivers, those M twelve impact drivers. Fuel one in the well, right? Yeah. 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 I've got one in the shop, one at work, and then one at my other work. No, you've got me beat. <laughs> I only have two. I have one one in Oh, maybe I do and have three. That's not a flex because Milwaukee's really good about having deals. Like I've got two of those monster batteries that are like 249 bucks a piece that I got mm-hmm. free with a Sawzall on the Black Friday deal. I needed a Sawzall. It came with $500 worth of batteries. I was like, wow, yeah. that's a steal. Yeah. Did you see how I got a free battery from Milwaukee? No. I don't know. Do we want to know? That sounds kind of... So at work, one of our Milwaukee batteries, water damage, something happened to it. And it was just sitting on one of the benches fried, like it melted. It was, it was nasty looking. If you go on my Instagram, there's a picture of it. I sent the, I post the picture on Instagram. I tagged Milwaukee in it. They DM me, Hey, what happened? Can you explain to us uh, the situation with the battery? So I explained pretty much exactly what I just said as I came into work and it was fried. I don't know, water damage or something. Oh, can you send us a serial number? We'll send you, send you a free battery. So yeah, I sent them the serial number, a picture of it, and they just sent me a free battery. Nice. Their yeah. warranty is awesome. What is it? Five years on the tools, three years on the battery, something like that. Well, this battery is probably a little bit older than that and they still replace the dude. So snap on my snap on rep told us that the uh, power tools warranty is a taillight warranty. So if it breaks before you see his taillights leave, then it's a <laughs> warranty. Most Jeez. people don't realize that snap on lifetime. No nonsense. Warranty is a myth. It only exists on certain hand tools. It's not even all hand tools. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're just a snap on hater. Eh? I am dude. Shout out to fullest Frank. He's that's what we call him. He's my snap on rep. Full list. You guys, Frank. Uh, you guys ever used the Milwaukee Porta band? No, but I want to. I, I actually, will tell you. I have the Harbor oh. Freight Porta band um, because I'm a cheap ass. There you go. There's Ooh, the look at that. Is that the uh, what one eighth Arbor or a quarter inch Arbor? That's a quarter inch. I have the one eighth Dremel too. Nice. But nice. That was. It's got three speeds. That was on one. It's fucking throwing a brace. Hey, 
That sounds a, a lot like my wife has something that sounds like that. Oh, jeez. Goosh. <laughs> giggity, giggity. <laughs> but I wanted to show this one, too. And I don't know what kind of budget B. Cone's working with with the new house and stuff. But if he's going to be stapling. Oh, yeah. Fuck these yeah. fucking staplers are the cat's ass. I think the stapler itself is like 99 bucks. Um, and it's like 200 with a battery and a charger or something like that. But I did all the insulation in here with it. I've got to do, I got to wrap the back of my house with like plastic sheeting when everything melts and stuff. And that's what I got this for. I mean, it saves your hands so much. Those Stanley staplers are like, ah, it hurts so bad after a whole day. Yeah. Even, or if you've got the, the hammer style. Those yeah, fucking, those suck. You, you you miss the two by four. You go through the vapor barrier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Jeez, what else do I got from Milwaukee in here? Oh, well, I was gonna say the porta band dude. So me and my buddy went out to get a whole whack load of sucker rod one night, and I brought my angle grinder with me, and he brought his port Milwaukee porta band on one battery, dude. He fucking cut up more freaking bar. Because it, it was all in twenty foot lengths, and we we didn't we had a trailer that was only like a fourteen foot trailer or whatever, so we couldn't put twenty foot lengths on it. So we cut them down to ten foot lengths, and he cut more bar than uh, I was able to cut with my angle grinder. And I went through a whole whack load of discs, and I was even plugged in for my angle grinder. And his porta band was just on battery, and he freaking just blasted through that shit with his porta band, dude. And that's sucker rod, man. That's hard shit, dude. What's sucker rod? Uh, it's what they use in the oil field, and it's a forty one forty material generally. Oh, so okay. not not good for knives, but awesome for tools and punches and stuff like that, right? Yeah. So hammers, great for hammers, axes. Yeah. What was that we... uh, other little tool you were showing me there? Oh, uh, this my Milwaukee razor blades. Oh, interesting. Shout out to Milwaukee. Cool. I saw Are Milwaukee you... has a tungsten sharpener now that you can add to your to your die grinder that you've got there. So if you're a TIG welder, that's, I want to order that. I haven't actually looked it up yet on Amazon, but I want to order that super bad if it's available. That's cool. That's I cool. I, that. I have both M18 and M12, but I have more, way more M12 than I do M18. Yeah. I just, I mean, for, for the smaller stuff, you can't beat the M12. Yeah, I man. built my whole back deck with my bit driver. Did you ever Did have you the really? stuff that wasn't fuel? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the old brushed stuff. Right, so I, the M18 brushed stuff, sorry, the M12 fuel stuff is better than the M18 brush stuffed was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And exactly like you said, the, the M12 fuel, man, you do your whole deck with that thing, dude. I did. I, I, I have a 12 foot by 12 foot deck on the back of my house. And I built the whole thing with my M12 bit Three driver. screws? Three and a halfs. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking no problem. Jeez. Buries them. Buries Do you have them. Uh, the 4.0 battery for it? The bigger I've battery? Got, I've got a couple fours. I've got a couple sixes and a bunch of the little twos. Those There's twos. Are, yeah. What? What? I've How big is that? Out. It's the That's same size. Bed. Same size. Oh, like it's same the same size, fit, that one. Same physical size. Yeah. Gotcha. It's just a 6.0 instead of a 4.0. The bigger battery makes a huge fucking difference, dude, man. Do you guys have the angle grinder at all? Mm-hmm. 
it the angle grinder anything below a 5.0 is garbage just does not have oh, the fucking yeah. guts and glory dude at all yeah like, i've got a couple 3.0s for my m18 stuff and i'll throw that on the angle grinder it's just like it'll cut like a couple like quarter inch bars or something like that but if you want to cut something like one inch solid material good fucking luck mm-hmm. yeah. and that's again compare that to the porta band if I would have brought my my battery angle grinder out there with me on a 5.0 battery, I would have cut like two or three bars per battery, and then he, my buddy with his porta battery was just like, bam, bam, bam. This is, and this is like one and a half inch solid bar that we were cutting, dude. So. Oh, geez, one and a half. Yeah, yeah. Those was, big batteries make a huge difference. They really do on both M18 and M12. Um, have you the seen the set- packs that they got too? For their like, um, oh, what do they have? They have they have a jackhammer now, and my brother, my brother in law, he's got the jackhammer and he's got their tower light. You freaking press a button and a freaking umbrella pops up out of this fucking base station, and then these lights pop out, and it's like a freaking base stadium. Yeah. Are you talking about the battery packs, like the external battery banks, like yeah, they're big. yeah the big yeah. bank, yeah, yeah. So the jackhammer takes one of those, and so does the uh, this light system that my brother in law picked up. So speaking Our of Milwaukee, son. a while back, uh, Tyrell Knifeworks is on Dennis Tyrell, and I, you know, I said, "Can you make me a magnetic drill press, Chuck?" Yeah, sure. So he made me one. He made it in like two days and sent it out. Thing works awesome. It bolts right to the platform of my drill press it's perfectly flat i slap a blank on it where it needs to be and i can drill a hole through it i've tested it so if you're drilling on the end and you only have half of it on the magnet so it's a magnetic base for your drill press it's a like you know where you slap the blank on or anything you're drilling on the platform or whatever it's called. yeah yeah it's it's a magnetic chuck that is bolted to that so you just slap the piece of metal on and it holds it in place to drill it. Now, when you said magnetic chuck, I was thinking like the drill bit chuck. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. So fucking confused, dude. That's, no, what, I, I that's what I thought when he first set up, when they were first talking about it, too. I was confused until I saw what he was doing with it. Okay, cool. Sorry. I'd... Carry on. <laughs> so I, I've been using it. It works good. There's a little... Uh, quirks here and there like if it's on halfway like if you're drilling the end of a blank you gotta hold it um or the it will pop up on you um Mm -hmm. and uh but a whole blank laid over it i could drill up to a three-eighths hole without a problem without touching it hand hands free i tested it um so that got me thinking how could we make one that turns on and off Oh, so I went on the old Amazons and I ordered up a couple of 55 pound electromagnets. Yeah, 24 volt electromagnets. And I got two Milwaukee M12 uh, battery, like whatever you call them. Nice. Negative leads coming off them. Yeah. So I can wire them up in series to get 24 volt, put a switch in, and then figure out a way to mount it to my drill press so I can have an electromagnetic chuck I can just shut off. And turn on, uh, shut off, turn awesome, on. Dude. That's so very what cool. that, that puts to my mind is our sponsor that we sp- shouted out at the beginning of the show, uh, Maribray, their surface grinding attachment has on-off magnets. I wonder if they could come up with something like that with those existing magnets that they already carry 
so that you could have something like that you could attach to your drill press. I had thought about that too, but I'm trying to do it with my existing rest. You know mm. what I mean? I don't I don't want to disassemble my drill press to sure. take the rest off and put a custom one on. So I think what I'm going to end up doing is getting a big old fat piece of aluminum and cutting out where I need the magnets to be and tapping holes in it. Sure. I don't know. I'll figure it out, but there will be more to come. So figure it out. That'd be be cool. Cause I hate clamping blanks down, drilling a hole and I'm doing these batches. So this 200 holes total in a batch of 50. Why don't you get, um, like, what yeah. are those clamps called that you just you just pull the lever down and like for like they use them for uh, welding jigs and shit. Are they strong enough for a drill press? Oh fuck yeah! Damn. It's like a it's like a vice grip, dude. Don't ruin my fun, Lando. I want to build an electromagnet. <laughs> I mean, your idea is super awesome, dude, because it like keeps just might be stuff out of the way and, and whatnot. But one of the things that you will want to add to that probably would maybe be like some. Uh, pinholes so that you can put a pin in there so that if it the magnet doesn't hold it then your piece spins that it hits the pin and stops spinning right oh that's a good idea yeah that's a great like a safety stop because even though your hands are away if it flings off oh fuck yeah yeah (laughs) that's gonna suck the missile knows where it is because it knows where it isn't and by subtracting where it isn't from where it is (laughs) sorry sorry uh okay so Let's change things up here. Uh, so uh, we're talking about tools. Last week, I was talking about uh, Phoenix Abrasives. Um, shout out to Phoenix Abrasives. They carry a lot of different types of ceramic belts that they sell on their website. And I didn't know like exactly what the difference was between all of them. So I just ordered all of them that they offer. And I wanted to kind of like test them side by side to uh, to find out what the, what the pros and cons were to each one of them. So just this morning, I took two hardened chef knives and was grinding bevels with them and tested out each and every single one of the different types of belts that they have just to try and kind of gauge how each of them works. And I, I rated them in a row here so that you, the listeners who go to Phoenix Abrasives can, can know what to expect when you're ordering your 36 grit belts. So, uh, the first up would be the metal eater. They said on their website, it was kind of like a new one, but it was, it's, it's a red abrasive and I think it's only available in 36. Um, how's your arm there, Ryan? It's a hand eater, too. Not knocking the bell. It's my grinder's fault. I just need to figure out why. Because I've been breaking every brand of belt. Not not just one. So. Was was that the metal eater or was that the red ripper that did that to your hand? The metal eater. Oh, it was the metal eater. I thought it was the red ripper. Well, it might have been. I don't. Dude, there's like the metal eater, red ripper purple ripper blue ripper blue eater <laughs> there's like a bunch of them okay well i'm pretty sure that you told me that it was the the red rippers that you got um so i was going based off of that with my 
we'll just say that that was the case for now. Um, if we have to make a correction later on, we will. So the, the metal eater that I used this morning, uh, wasn't impressed by it. It heated things up pretty quick and it, it didn't hog off that much material. So that one is in last place. Next up, we have the, the purple ceramic. I don't know a brand or anything like that, but it's, it's pretty obvious because it's a purple ceramic belt. Um, it worked okay. I mean, there was nothing like great about it. It wasn't like amazing, um, but it worked. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a fine 36 grit abrasive if, if that's what you want to use. The Red Ripper, um, provided I have the difference between the Red Ripper and the Metal Eater correct, the Red Ripper was good. It was just a basic good belt. It eats good. Uh, not a whole lot of heat, but it will heat up if you're not careful about dipping your, uh, dipping your blades. The orange, which I believe the orange is actually the cheapest abrasive for like a 36 grit ceramic that they sell. The orange was, was good. It was, it kept it fairly cool. Um, but it was a pretty good, uh, it was a pretty good abrasive. Just looking at the structure of it, it's got a lot of the bonding material. Um, so you've got, you know, your, your grit. And then if you look at it, you can see the bond, whatever it is that they spray over the abrasive or with the abrasive to, to hold it together. Uh, the orange definitely had the most of that, whatever that bonding agent is. And it kept pretty cool. I don't know if it's going to last as long as the other ones. Um, cause again, this isn't a longevity test. This is just me grinding some bevels and seeing how they work. Um, and then on the top was the VSM red Ferrari. That one was the best cutting. Like it definitely took off the most material in the same amount of time. And it ran cooler than all the, it, it probably ran about as cool as the orange, but it cut better at the same time. So the red Ferrari, at least for my grinding, um, hardened chef knives with, you know, a two and a half inch heel, uh, that, that red Ferrari was the best one out of all of them that I used. So that's my go-to is the red Ferraris from BSM. Yeah, it's a great belt. They make the Actorox belts too, which Actorox seems to be the best belt out there that I've used. Um, but I just I just go for the red Ferraris. I like the color red. And I just looked in my order. It was a metal eater that I was trying out that broke on me. And oh, okay. it's I want to reiterate to everybody listening, especially our sponsor, it was not the belt. It is my grinder. There's something going on with my grinder. I think I figured it out. I'll I'll know soon enough probably within two hours of ending this podcast. So, so that being said, that means I was basing my, cause, cause I ordered a bunch of belts and three of them are red and I'm trying to figure out which is which. So, uh, actually that would have been the red ripper then that was the one that I liked the least with the metal eater being right there in the middle. So the, the middle range one was the, uh, was the metal eater, the red ripper being the, the worst one that I tested. It's still, it's still cut. I'm not saying it's a crap belt. It's just, I mean, if you've got all these options, when you go to the website, I would your, stick with, stick with the VSM personally. What are your favorite abrasives, Lando? Hmm. That's a good question, man, because I'm not in the game that you guys are in, right? I'm like kind of a little bit different on my abrasive game and, my experience with abrasives um, are somewhat limited because the majority of that is through my workplace and we're 
we're, we're limited on what we can use because it's a what our vendor carries essentially is what we can use. So Norton is um, one that I've got quite a bit of experience with because it's just it's what's available to us. The Norton Blaze is the orange. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty good it's a pretty good grinding uh, belt. I like that. We and I'm using six by forty eight um, at work and in my shop at home. I've uh, I bought a whack load of six by forty eight belts off of a Canadian company. Um, I don't know if Phoenix Abrasive carries six by forty eight or not. My machine is not on a um, uh, speed control of any sort. It's just. Uh, turn it on and go and uh the the blaze works good what's the blue one that norton does it's not a blaze uh, but blue fire or something like blue that. fire yes that's it that one that one works just as well i'd say probably uh the orange probably lasts a little bit longer than the blue but um both are both are pretty i'm happy with both of those in the in the uh 36 grit or 40 grit range i can't remember i think it's 36 grit it comes in I like Norton, Norton Blaze. They're good. Norton Blaze 80 grit. I really like those for my uh, die grinder. I get the three inch pads, sanding pads. Those are beautiful. They last long. They give a great finish for that grit. And uh, yeah, the, the little three inch pads are nice for getting into things, right? So mm. I still need to get my uh, 2x72 finished up, man. I've got a revolution on the on the build and it's just kind of got pushed off to the side with everything else that's going on right now so yeah i got a whole whack load of belts that i've acquired over time through either winning contests or um back through a previous sponsor we had they uh they sent me a bunch of belts that i i haven't had a chance to you know try them out yet so yeah so there's that nice i like norton blaze belts i uh I wasn't like uber impressed with their 36 grit, but I really like their their 120 grit. Okay. I felt like 120 grits are almost like throwaway belts. Like you almost don't get more than one use out of them. Mm-hmm. And their uh the Norton Blaze ones lasted a really long time. Yeah. I've been using the Red Ferrari 120s just cuz it's easier for me when I'm buying them cuz I'm buying the 36s anyway, so I just buy their 120s with them. But Norton makes a good product too. I don't really have any experience with Norton, so I can't can't really speak on that. Yeah, they're not the most expensive, but they're not the least expensive. They're not the best, but they're not the worst. Definitely want to try out this Actrox belt, man. I've heard so many good things about it, and I've got a couple of them sitting on my shelf that are, you know, ready to get put to use. That just got to get that two by seventy two finished up. All I got to do is build the motor plate for it and weld the motor plate on, and I'm good to go. Everything else on it is finished, but I'm, for whatever reason, I left the motor plate to the last step pretty much. So, How are you going to cut I, that hole? With my plasma cutter. Oh, you have a plasma cutter. Oh, you lucky. Yeah. <laughs> I, had to drill a, CD, but, oh, I had God. to drill a thousand holes in a four and a half inch circle and then grind it smooth with my die grinder. You didn't think that maybe taking the angle grinder would have been quicker? Trying to cut the circle with an angle grinder? No, I wasn't a surgeon back then. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and you, I don't know. It doesn't have to be perfect, but it is. It's nice for it to be nice, right? Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, I mean, nobody sees it but me. 
And I have a seven inch wheel now, so it covers it anyways. Hides Can't it see ugly. Can't well, see it from my house. So my, my dilemma with why I left the motor plate to last is I've got a selection of different motors that I can choose from. And I've got a few five horse motors and I was going to go with the five horse motor and I put the five horse motor up to the machine. And I'm like, Jesus, Murphy, the freaking motor is bigger than the machine is itself. Like, I, I don't know if maybe this isn't the right, uh, right way to go or not, whatnot here. And, <laughs> yeah, it might yeah. be a little, a uh, little overkill. That's uh, so what Brian, Brian house is like, why would you go with a five horse motor? It's cause I got one for free. Why, why not? <laughs> why not? I have, a, I have a three horse on my revolution. And like, if I were to get another grinder and I would go with a two. Yeah. That's what he three, was recommending. Yeah. I mean the K back 29, you're only getting two and a half horses out of it anyways. And that's still too much power, not too much, but it's more than I can lean into that fucking thing. And it's either going to snap the belt or squeal, squeal or grind the steel. One of the three. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't I can't... slow down. So I have a t- got- I have the, the the Iron Horse uh, two HP, and with the seven inch drive wheel on it, you can bog it down if you push really hard. Um, when I had the four inch drive wheel, I mean, you couldn't stop it. There was there was nothing that you could do. Like it would just keep going, keep eating. But with that seven inch drive wheel, you you can you can bog it down with the two horsepower. But for the most part, you don't have to worry about it. It's plenty of power. We have a a king. Uh, grinder at work that's a three by 79 or something weird like that and it's got a two horse power motor i can bog it down no problem almost easy to bog it down that's a lot of belt man yeah there is that right well you get an extra inch of width on it so you got that much more but and i think it's probably got something like a seven inch drive wheel on it too or not drive wheel um surface wheel type thing that's what, is that what you call this, a surface wheel? Drive wheel. Well, the drive no, the wheel dri- is what comes directly off the motor. So Right. Yeah, not the drive wheel, the wheel that you would push against. It's only a gotcha. two-wheel system. It's not a three-wheel system. It's got the drive wheel on the front, and then it's got a wheel on the on off of that, so it just runs the belt in one length. Oh. Yeah. So what is the is the drive wheel on the motor bigger or smaller? Same size, I'm pretty sure. Gotcha. Pretty sure it's both two wheels of the same size, yeah. When my Chinese three-horse VFD blew up, I was running a one-horse on my Revolution. And other than, like, for profiling, like, thicker blades, it really wasn't bad. I mean, doing bevels and shit, you're not, you're not fucking, re- like, leaning right into it when you're doing bevels, you know what I mean? So yeah. it did fine. That's what's on my uh, BA Shredder right now. And I pretty much just run like my attachments on the BA shredder, small wheel, whatever, stuff like that. And I leave my revolution set up as a flat platen grinding machine. Look at you, fancy. Well, do we want to go ahead and run our uh, Phoenix uh, ad since we've been doing so much uh, talk about abrasives here? Yeah, I'll do both of them back to back, Phoenix and Maritime. Let's do it. Hustle and Grind is sponsored by PhoenixAbrasives.com, your one-stop abrasive shop. They stock all the abrasive belts you need in all sizes. They also offer knife-making kits, which have all the goods you need in one kit, as well as hand sanding and buffing materials. 
go to phoenixabrasives.com and use the code HUSTLE10 for 10% off your order. Thanks, Luke. Thanks, Luke. Hustle & Grind is sponsored by Maritime Knife Supply. Whether you're looking for steel, abrasives, handle material, forges, epoxy, or anything for making in general, Maritime Knife Supply has you covered. And in the U.S. or Canada, they ship faster than the great Cobra Chicken Gooses that their country is known for. Go to Maritime Knife Supply, and when you buy a 10-pack of belts, get 10% off. And tell them we sent you, eh? There you go, Thanks, guys. Luke. And if you can't find any of the abrasives that we've been talking about between Phoenix and Maritime Knife Supply, then I, I don't know you're 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 sunk because <laughs> phoenix phoenix carries a ton of different abrasives like we just talked about to the point where i had to go out and test all of them and uh anything that they don't have lawrence has so you guys should be should be set and lawrence sells everything else so i just posted a reel of a knife that i made for um neil's uh fundraiser shout out to uh, neil at maximus knives go check him out on instagram maximus knives and get on his fundraiser because there's a ridiculous amount of prizes up for that and so i just posted up a reel of the the knife that i'm throwing in for that and it's a hidden tang because i'm trying new things and trying to be different and not just do the same thing over and over again and i use the absolute crap out of those uh, little miniature files that I got from Lawrence trying to get that bolster fit up. Perfect. Those diamond and files. They were essential. Uh, I thought they were diamond files when I bought them, but they're actually just mini files. So they're, okay. they're just like a, a diagonal cut, um, diagonal cut, um, file and they're just mini and they were great. So, uh, couldn't have, couldn't have made that bolster without them. So really appreciate, uh, those high quality tools. Um, but yeah, I used actually some of uh, Brian Cohn's Black Pearl um, carbon fiber for that bolster and paired that with like a little stainless spacer and some bog oak and it turned out pretty good. So nice. Speaking of maritime, uh, he just hit 4000 followers on Instagram. So he's doing a giveaway. Yeah, he, he is so. doing a giveaway. And, and I found that out by my inbox being flooded by tags. So. <laughs> you too. Hey, <laughs> me Thanks, too, everybody. Huh? Uh, is, what's up? The Instagram never did that before. Like, is that that's kind of a new thing, isn't it? It, it used to just like be like a notification someone tagged you, and now yeah. it goes straight to your inbox, which is a fucking yeah. pain so. in the ass, man. Because it moves yeah. like messages that I didn't want to lose down below all those tags, and it's like ah, uh, all like okay. So I do a lot of my scheduling through the Instagram messaging, right? My initials chats with the people or whatever i'll start the conversations through instagram messaging or, or facebook a lot of the times and if those messages get pushed way down to the bottom because of a bunch of tags that fucking that screws with my shit man yeah what the fuck it's really it's really annoying but lawrence is doing a giveaway first place is to 200 gift card second and third or hundred dollar gift cards and hold on let me bring it up i don't know if he did unlimited entries again do 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 multiple so. entries. Sure multiple, yeah, multiple entries allowed. Must be a separate comment per friend tagged. Drawing will be on February first. 
That's yeah, just in a couple days. You guys going to have so, this out by then? When do you guys put this out? Uh, YouTube, it'll be out tonight and Tuesday is when it'll come out on everywhere. So, yeah. So you will, when this comes out on Tuesday, you will have one day to get in on that because it comes, the, it finishes on Wednesday. So beautiful. One last thing about the tags. I'm not, I'm not talking crap to anybody because mm. there, there are some, some people out there that don't like to be tagged in, in different things. And while it is a very mild annoyance to be like, what is this? And then get tagged in something. I'm not going to block you. You can tag me. It's fine. I don't, I don't mind. I appreciate that you, uh, that you have my, my handle, you know, like right on the top of your head. That's very kind. And you can tag me as much as you want. But the point of tagging in like a, uh, what's the, like a giveaway like this is, is trying to gain more followers. You know, Lawrence is at 4k. He's celebrating by giving away stuff. You're trying to bring in more people to follow him. New people. Yeah. I'm, I'm already buying from Lawrence constantly. So <laughs> I, I see tagged, where you're going with this, man. I see, I hear you tagged 17 times in, in the, in the comments on that doesn't do Lawrence any good. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't mind. You can tag me. I don't, I, I'm not offended by that at all. You sound it's offended, fine. but, uh, but, but if you tag some, some different people, some new people that might be interested in the things that Lawrence sells, it might be more beneficial. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, do the man a favor. Tag some new people. <laughs> yeah, get him, get him some new followers. I already follow means, him. But, I already follow like him. You said, like you said, though, by all means, go ahead and tag, tag you, tag me, whatever. It's cool. But if we can push new people towards Lawrence, let's fucking do it, man. By all means, yeah. the guy, the guy deserves business. He's doing amazing things for our community. He is. At least he can do is, you know, you got a new friend, somebody that followed you. That's maybe they're, you know. Not not aware of Lawrence yet. Push them, push that person towards Lawrence. Tag them in the uh, in the giveaway. Absolutely. Speaking of which, uh, Kyle Daly just tagged me in that post right now. <laughs> and so shout out to KH Daily Knives. Are they yep. sponsored by Maritime? I don't know. Let me look. Um. Nah. Well, while he's doing that, it it doesn't say it on their page, so okay. I don't know. Um, did you guys see I started an Instagram for my dog, my new dog? Oh, I followed Knife Man Vern, Knife Dog Vern, Knife Dog underscore Vernon. Sorry, still doing the grinding one. I actually, you know what happened. I logged out of it and then couldn't remember my password. And then I got distracted and just never logged back in. <laughs> well, Whatever. hey, we've talked <laughs> about some of our, uh, our awesome sponsors that, that sponsor this show. The other people that sponsor this show are the lovely people over on patreon.com. And we haven't read their names out in a while, so I'd like to go ahead and do that because we appreciate each and every one of you guys that uh, that shows your appreciation for what we do and keeping you guys company in your shops and and 
and, and all that. So we love and appreciate all of you guys. And so I want to go ahead and read off all of your names here. So let's go ahead and do that. We've got Donnie Dulovich, KnifeMaterial.at, Aru Bladeworks, Brigham Kendall, Mark LeBlanc, Mark Vanderwerf, Richard Beck, Todd Harrington, Dennis Tyrell, Trucks Claire Custom Cutlery, Zachary Sowell, Maritime Knife Supply, yes, uh, myself, Crafty Man Forge, Brian Hinnekamp of Tortuga Blade Works. Shout out to Brian. He's doing some amazing stuff, and he's got some cool reels that he's been posting lately. Love that, uh, dude. we got to get him back on soon. Absolutely. Full agree. Uh, Echo Blades, Sourwood Creations, uh, Bremner Built Knives, Snake Branch Knife Works, Stormlight Forge, Timber Tiger Forge. That guy's got some cool stuff going on. If you guys are looking for some 15 and 20 or, or other cool stuff, go check out Timber Tiger Forge on Instagram. Ira Housework, the one, the only. Maximus Knives, who we talk about all the time. Uh, Jared Weaver, the master of metal manipulation. Brian Cohn, B. Cone Knives. Go check out his, uh, his carbon fiber that he sells. And go check out my most recent reel to see a little bit of it as a bolster. Driver Defense Knives and Spruce Hill Studio. Thank you, Shout out to everyone. Spruce Hill Studios, another Maine boy. I haven't met him, um, but he is from the great state of Maine, just like me. Uh, he's 3D printing scribes, like center scribes for your blades. Yeah. And he's sending me one to try out, so... I've been I've been wanting one for a while. I use this thing, which the listeners won't be able to see, but it's just like a block of steel with a flat side and then a rod through it with a little piece of tungsten. It works. It's not ideal. Sometimes I slip and I fuck my line up and I have to fucking grind it off and start over and so what the heck was that contraption? That's my center scribe. But yeah, I, I I saw what you're talking about, and actually, I think there, uh, I think he's got a couple of them as a part of the uh, the fundraiser that Maximus Knives is uh, running. So you can go check him out there, or go check him out on on Instagram and see those things. Those things look really slick. I, I liked, I love the concept. So I'm gonna have to get mm-hmm. my hands on one of those at some point. Um, hell yeah! I don't know, but yeah, they look really cool, really versatile. I liked the way that he designed it. It was pretty cool. Phoenix abrasives donated to Maximus's fundraiser and uh, to save on shipping. They just sent the belt kits to me and then I sent them to Neil. So he should be getting those probably tomorrow or the next day with some stickers. I sent him some stickers because I heard his boy likes stickers and shit. So I like stickers. I've got thousands of them laying around my (laughs) shop that haven't been stuck to anything. Oh yeah. We've all got the sticker pile. Whereabouts is Neil's? Uh, where is he located? Texas, He's a Texas boy. Yeah. Hey. Uh, All right, guys. Well, uh, do we want to do a little bit of uh, fake headline? Oh, game going on here. Sure, let's do it. All right. So we've got this uh, this segment we're calling fake headlines or fake news. We'll get a stinger for it later on. We haven't haven't hammered out that uh, that detail. So no Florida man today. We're just doing fake headlines, although he does make an appearance here. So the way this game works is I have three headlines that I'm going to read off. Ryan, Lando, and all you lovely people at home are going to have to tell me which one is fake news. 
Two of these are real. One of them is made up entirely. You ready for this? Gotcha. <laughs> yep. Do it. The first oh, one reads, Florida man beats roommate's pet goose with a hammer after stealing Pokemon cards and raiding refrigerator. Wait, the goose did that? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so, yeah, so the, Flo- the Florida man beat his roommate's pet goose with a hammer after the goose apparently stole Pokemon cards and raided his refrigerator. Sounds legit. Uh, headline number two. <laughs> headline number two reads, man driving 118 miles per hour in a 40 mile, 45 mile per hour zone says that he was testing new car parts, cops say. Mm-hmm. That's a believable story. Uh, I've <laughs> been there. The, I've done that. You, you know, I've, I've gotten... I've gotten those tickets before where it says customer states shake at a hundred miles an hour. And I'm like, uh, too bad. I'm not, I'm not doing that. <laughs> could not duplicate. Uh, and then the last headline reads, Florida man claims that he only drank at stoplights and not while driving was arrested. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <clears throat> wow. Mm. I, I want to say it's the goose story. That's fake, but it's one one fake story, right? One yeah. fake story, two real. We've got a man who who beat his pet's room his roommate's pet goose with a hammer. Man driving 118 in a 45 mile an hour zone because he was testing new car parts, and a man who only drank at stoplights, and that was his excuse. But he still got arrested for DUI. I think something tells me it's the the driving 118 that's a fake story, bud. I agree. There's just something about the goose that seems le- like <laughs> genuine, you know, like there's no way it happened, but it, it probably like Jerry Springer probably happened, dude. It, Y'all it, beat up it, my goose. See, it's, it's, it's difficult when it starts with the words Florida man. Yeah, <laughs> because I've, I've read more ridiculous headlines on this show before, so. Well, the only right. thing that would make it more ridiculous or more believable if it was Winnipeg, man. <laughs> That's a good point. I didn't think about that. A pet goose in Florida, huh? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe if it was a pet alligator, I don't know. All right, so out of the beating a roommate's goose with a hammer, driving 118 miles, and only drinking at stoplights, you guys are going with the, uh, the guy that was testing new car parts? Yeah. Both of you? Yeah. Final answer. Lock, lock me in. Oh. It was a pet goose in Florida, guys. Come on. Ah, I don't know. Something told me to go. That No, maybe it happened. The world we live in today, man, that's totally believable. Yeah, look, I know. Look at, that's, why, yeah. that's why I chose it, because I thought it was hilarious. Look at you what society has sh- done to us. Yeah, man. You know how we should have known it wasn't real? They didn't say the goose's name. Because everybody names their pets. The original story did have the goose's name in it. What was the goose's name? I can't remember. It was something ridiculous. It was like Bartholomew or something like. Say his name. Like <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I didn't say his name. I apologize. I, I didn't even write that part down. Oh man, what would but you yeah. even name a goose? Uh, this has got to be. This is a Lando question because geese are like. That's like the Canadian eagle. 
but you're you're making me think of a joke right now that I saw on Instagram the other day where it was like, you, you, did you ever find it was awkward when a girl calls you daddy? Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, it's it's weird to me, and it's like, yeah, no, it, don't that don't don't call me that. That's weird. I'm your stepdad. <laughs> That's fucked up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We're going to have to edit that one out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, man. I didn't see that go in that direction. I was, like, right, I was <laughs> like, yeah, that's gross, man. And then, yeah, yeah, that's so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So we'll just edit that out and we'll just go straight to, uh, yeah, Lando, what do they, uh, what do you name a weapons grade pigeon up there in, uh, in Canada? Yeah. <laughs> Good old cobra chicken, eh? Yeah. Uh, is that really what you guys call them? Oh yeah, yeah. They're known known as cobra chickens up here for sure. Um, well, Marty, I think would be a good one. Mar- Marty, Mar- Marty the goose. Yeah, Marty I can see Marty. Goose. Yeah, mind you, uh, I got an elk head in the in the garage and uh, tried to come up with a name for that, and we almost went with Marty, but then we were like, oh wait, no, it's an elk, not a moose. So Marty the Moose would be more. Yeah. yeah. Or Marty Mar- the Goose. Mar- Marty, Marty the, the goose. goose. Marty the it, Goose. Maybe it, that's like, where I went with that. Moose Goose. Moose Goose. It just kind of rolls know. off the tongue there. I have six pets, three cats, three dogs, and they all have weird names. Mine are all very basic. So, I, so I'm, uh, I've always been a bit of a, a John Wayne fan, and so... My my one of my kids and my dog are both named after him. So, but what I didn't realize is how many labs and specifically black labs for some reason are named Duke. Like, oh yeah, it's a very common name. There are a lot of black labs out there that are all named Duke, and I, I had no idea. I had a black lab. Its name was Butch. Butch. Yeah, I had That's one named Zim. Was that short for something? No, it's oh. Invader's name. Oh, gotcha. Okay, now I remember now. Wow, that was a 90s reference. Mm. He was a good dog. Elder but. millennials here. Yeah, my dogs are named after where they came from. So South Carolina, Carolyn, Georgia, Georgia. And the puppy's name is Vernon because he was from Mount Vernon, Maine. Uh, but then the cats, uh, my oldest cat, I found in a junkyard when she was a kitten and her name is Kiki and I named her Kiki to piss off my brother because he has a cat named Kiki. So I was like, Hey bro, check out my cat. What's its name? Kiki. <laughs> Anyways. And then we have one named grace. That was her name when we got her and we just didn't change it. I call her poop nose. Cause she always has food on the end of her nose. Mm, yes. I'm like fucking poop nose over here. And uh, then we have an orange tabby named Leopold Butters Coakley. Nice. Gee, I wonder where that name came from. <laughs> we just call him Butters or Buds for short. Went with my my new dog is uh, Sir Posley. When we got him, they want they were calling him Paul Blart. I don't know. Did we talk <laughs> about that a lot? Yeah, Paul Blart. Well, you, you introduced him, but yeah. He's uh he settled down a little bit. He's doing a bit better now, man. We're, we're all right with him. Yeah, our puppy's doing good. He's doing. He's still a terrorist, 
he'll still just like bite you for no reason because he thinks he's playing, but he's not. Oh yeah, yeah. But they get over it. They're puppies. And you those know, I puppy teeth are like razor blades, hey? Dude, Fresh. so bad, man. So bad. He doesn't even have to bite you hard and he's breaking skin. I'm like, oh, yeah, shit, dude. Listen, I like uh, my old dog for the fact like his teeth were worn down to nothing from chewing on shit all the time. So he bite you and it was like, ah, that's nothing. The one thing having a puppy again has made me appreciate is how good my other two dogs are. Because you get like complacent on them, you know what I mean? You have them for a long time and they're good dogs and you forget oh, how yeah. good they are. And having him, I'm like, like my other two dogs, they never pee in the house. Never. And like my oldest dog, she used to sneaky poop. We, like we called her the mad pooper. We'd say the mad pooper struck again because you'd, you'd turn her around she wouldn't be in the room and there'd be no poop on the floor and you'd turn around and do something and you'd turn back in like two seconds and there'd be a poop on the floor. And you're like, what the fuck? She's an 80 pound dog, dude. She's not small. Mad pooper struck again. She's gotten over it now. That was like, it's been like two, three years since the mad pooper struck. My wife was very proud to come inside to let me know that it's so so cold outside today. It's like minus 40 outside right now, hey, here in Winnipeg. Damn. Yeah, brutal cold outside. Well, minus 30, the feels like is like minus 40. That's Comes the first inside. time you've told us a temperature and we actually uh, were able to understand it. And why? Because minus 40 is the same as minus 40? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Comes inside all proud to proclaim that the dog laid a steamer, a literal <laughs> steamer. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, yeah. my dog was steaming earlier. Like I, I was throwing the ball for him, and he got all hot and everything. He went down, and he laid down in the snow, and it was so cold there was just steam coming off of him. I was gonna go for a hot tub last night, and we decided no, not not happening. Way too fucking cold to go for a hot tub. Oh, would you guys go for a hot tub in minus 40? No, that's a hard no. No, dude. No. Pussies. No. It gets that cold here. I'm good. (laughs) I thought we we could be friends. The hell? We can be friends. I don't know. But not anymore. Won't come in a hot tub with me in minus 40. That's it. I'll talk you out the window. Yeah. (laughs) Hard to circle jerk from inside the house, bud. No, you don't want nothing to do with my hands. Oh my gosh. <laughs> End up with dick calluses. We go from like the most technical, like informative episode we've ever had with like a literal genius <laughs> to talking talk about jacking each other off. <laughs> oh my God. Why? Uh, Why is my brain wired like this? Something's wrong with me, dude. Seriously. I don't know. What can I say? <laughs> oh. I want to talk about like smart things with you guys, like tools and stuff like that and what's going on in the shop. But it just like keeps on going in the wrong direction, man, here. I don't know what to say. I I think it's because we're buddies and we get along. You know, it's not like a like I had never met Tobias ever. Yeah. You and I joke around with somebody that you don't know. Oh, happy one year anniversary of me coming on your show for the first time and you like cutting me off and kicking me off the show. (laughs) (laughs) 
that 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 sparked a little uh something man that whole situation there that i don't know if that was uh oh well whatever what can you do what did, i can't even remember what did i come on for did you have a question for me or did i have a question for you uh that's a good question i don't remember dude i, I, I thought either. i just thought it was a good i good thing to do have some fun with uh you know somebody from another podcast and yeah i don't know weird i mean we could play it i don't know did you have do you have that segment save right there that portion episode 26 or in the 50 minute mark the timestamp. there you go did you guys write down the timestamp for that part you got to edit out where i was talking about things you didn't want me to talk about (laughs) no i'm i'm gonna leave it in you didn't drop any names that's what I worry about. Yeah, it's when can, Noah starts name dropping people that he's. I have a dark off. sense of humor. I have a dark sense. I like, dude. I've talked about Mister Slave on South Park shoving Paris Hilton up his ass to prove who was a bigger slut. Yeah. You know? Okay. Well, then I you totally had me there, you fuckers. I was like, wow. <laughs> before, hey? Dude, don't feel bad when B. Cone came on one of these recent times. We told him before we started recording that we were getting rid of swearing on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Noah Noah was like dead ass. Like, yeah, man, no swearing. None. (laughs) B. Cone's like, oh, okay. (laughs) You know him. He'd be able to follow suit on that. No problem, though, right? Yeah. He's good on that. He knows how to keep his. I don't don't know. The look. The look. The look he gave me when I said that made me think that maybe he couldn't. Well, he's probably wondering where the fuck it's coming from with you, with you guys. <laughs> he's like, what? You guys are going to not swear? Good luck. I cannot swear is probably what he's thinking, but you guys not swear? Yeah, right. I I have this, this unique ability to tell people the most ridiculous things with a perfectly straight face. I've noticed. And it's uh, it's almost gotten me in trouble at work a couple yeah. times. Yeah, but, you were saying you were saying that the last episode that we were recording that you've done that a few times now. Yeah, I can't. I don't know. Was that actually? Did I actually make it into the episode, or was that? I can't remember if that was when we were talking before or after. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's a it's a beautiful skill to have to be able to uh, to just wreck someone's entire world for about three minutes and have them just be literally shitting their pants, thinking that they're just the worst person in the world, and then be able to laugh at them afterwards yeah. you realize fantastic. when you do it on a podcast to somebody and you don't get that laughing afterwards segment in that that three minutes is an eternity right yeah but that's still well, funny thanks. for me because i have a sick sense of humor yeah it wasn't um, funny for me buddy well i think you're fine i, no. I think that you're a big boy i, I got feelings and i got hurt feelings because of you man i don't believe we'll call you it have square. feelings okay listen so i've got it queued up here Joined by Ryan Chadbourne and Knifeworks. Hey, Ryan. Yeah. How are you? Hey, boys. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Ryan. How's nice it going, going on, man? Oh, nothing. <laughs> Is Jason going to be pissed off? I don't know. I think he's going to be a little bit cheesed. He's been trying to get on the show for a while, he said. Oh, has he? Yeah, but he hasn't He hasn't, He hasn't. hasn't reached out to me personally and been like, well, maybe he has. I don't know. I don't remember. Well, I had wanted... <laughs> Jason on the show for the 12 hosers and yeah, I, yeah, I had requested two people is Chris Bielak who's on the show right now and J- Jason Hartwell from Hustle and Grind podcast but today we've got Ryan 
That's right. And you run Ryan Chadbourne Knifeworks? That's right. Awesome. Yeah. You remember the this newest time. host. The newest host. <laughs> yes, I am the new podcast. third host of the Hustle and Grind podcast. Jason would be a great guest because he's got that perfect like radio voice. He yeah, I like the I like his talking, man. He's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah for Keeps sure. entertained. And you're a good addition to the show, man. I like having you on there. I appreciate well that, man. Yeah. yeah. So uh you wanted to drop a question out for us today, dude? Sure. So like I do stock removal right now and right. I'm slowly accumulating everything I need to delve into the realm of forging and stock removal, you know, cause they kind of go hand in hand, but oh, it's wow. like a whole Weird. other hobby on top of a hobby. Which yeah. I haven't done um, sure. So what advice <laughs> would you give to somebody like me who's moving in from one realm into the next realm? Um, but doesn't really know where to start. Like I bought a forge. Mm-hmm. I got to put it together. One of them cheapo uh, Mr. Volcano ones. I think I saw you okay. crapping on one the other day, Lando, because they look really cheesy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, the the like the trick Derek Melton said is make sure you get yourself extra refractory for it because they don't send you enough with it. Uh, pack that, that. The gentleman that had his didn't have his wool packed in there tight enough you can pack your wool in there a bit tighter so that when you form your care uh your uh refractory in there it really has that much more space to it like and that that creates that proper insulation instead of giving you dead space behind the wool yeah you need that you need those little like grooves in the corners to let the moisture out right no no, there's the for letting the moisture out when you're when the refractory is drying. You just got to make sure that you're letting nope. it dry real slow. <laughs> Do it with like with candles inside there, or throw uh, if you can put a light bulb inside of it. That works really good. Oh, yeah. just kind of let it do its thing. God, you can hear how uncomfortable yeah, 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 I am. Yeah, because I've seen some guys it, fire up the burners. Yeah, you, for the first firing, you want to ramp it up slowly, don't you? Yeah, but you don't want to do that until you've done that so slow drying dry. process. Yeah, a, slow um, drying process. Yeah. Can I well, jump in at this point? talk like I did yeah. on Sandy. There's, uh, <laughs> there's a guy in I Ontario, sound like such a dork. David Robertson, he wrote... No wonder you cut me off in a minute. Forges, <laughs> and in there, he has a very sort of specific set time and PSI and duration that you should have a flame going in order oh. to cure your... Ref, not so much your refractory, but your uh, the rigidizer, the rigidizer, or the plaster you put over top of it. Okay. Uh, I used ICT one hundred when I built one this summer. I don't quite remember exactly what he suggested. Something I'm sure along those lines, but he had a very set cure time for that. Oh, I like um, that. I'm gonna look into that. I'm really big on specific mm-hmm. information. I hate. Uh, okay, I got. A, just, I have a lot of opinions. <laughs> <laughs> I hate just like winging it. You know what I mean? Like especially with heat treat times. Cause I have an oven. So like, I want to know mm-hmm. like 15 minutes that alarm goes off. Those blades are coming out. You know what I mean? I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I yourself the uh, Dr. Laren Thomas book. You I get, do. Yeah. I, I have was, that book. I was going to say, you want to get more into forging from stock removal. Yeah. Um, make sure you have insane heat so if this forge that you got isn't very good putting a double layer weird i've changed my mind since then i was gonna say have you forged a single blade since then nope i've changed my mind i got too busy too quick i have the forge i have a good thing now and i know that how are you gonna get some 
real I just want to find the spot where you cut me off. Real spike knives to like get a handle on. That was the most informative part of this episode so far. <laughs> Shout out to the Forge Side chat from one year ago today. The most informative uh, part of our episode. I feel like I've been doing it for that long, but it's been a, from a different like, podcast. couple now, pretty much. Yeah, bud, you've been going at it for a while now, eh? I guess so, yeah. It's all right. I don't know. I'm <clears throat> kind of actually struggling with that a little bit lately because uh, time, my time management, I guess, per se, and spending time on doing podcasting versus working and actually producing something and whatnot. And I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know if uh, I'm spending my time the way I want to be spending my time right now. So we'll see. I'm, I've been contemplating maybe cutting back on the podcast uh, to like bi-weekly or something like that. But You're just going to have rotating rotating hosts all together on that show then, huh? Well, that's another issue right there, yeah. Call me uh, if you ever need somebody. I'm always set up. But yeah. I got it queued up now, so... You- we can listen again how you did me dirty. Okay. Uh-oh, here we go. Well, hey, um, Ryan, was there uh, anything that you kind of wanted to, anybody that you wanted to, uh, shout out? you know, shout out, a prom- promo- promotion maybe, talk about something, you got any knives for sale or anything like that? Would talk, Tell us about your website. I don't have a website yet. Um, I have a full-time job, so I just, I do it in my garage obsessively pretty much every night okay well that, that's that, yeah yeah okay bye for now ryan thanks for joining the show it was great to have you on <laughs> brutal lando how could you <laughs> he, hung, he hung up you that. baited him in too and i was oh. like did i fucking do something wrong was there like a cultural canadian american thing that line i crossed or some shit and i like message pickle and i was like I think I offended Lando. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, you can thank the good old boys at uh, Knife Talk for influencing us in our early days of podcasting. I'll be I'll be one hundred percent honest. I haven't listened to Knife Talk in a few months now. I've totally fallen off the uh, off the train of Knife Talk. Um, working ha- or no work for a podcast working hands as well as is still on my list but uh work for a podcast is high up there listen to them all the time hustle and grind i'm caught up to date with you guys um axe and iron podcast was one that i was h- hardcore up to date on but they haven't released anything recently Forgecast, i've fallen behind on that as well like all all my podcasts i've just i'm i'm brutal with falling behind on it my time is just I don't know. Too busy. Like, I can't listen to a podcast and actually like work work at the same time kind of thing. Like concentrated work. I can do unconcentrated work, no problem, and listen to a podcast at the same time. But I've uh yeah, been listening to music a lot lately and just what kind uh, of music you've been listening to? Uh King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard is always hot on my list. Punk is I love my punk music, man. All, all sorts of different punk. What was uh, that first one? King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, dude. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. You'd go check them out, man. You'll be very impressed. It's uh, 
their music styles all over the place, man. But it's very, I don't know. If you've uh, ever been into, um, uh, shit, I don't know. Just the, do, throw do out a guys, genre. Do you guys ever do mushrooms or anything like that? No, no. If you've ever uh, previously, I've yeah, like not... if you've ever if you've ever done something like that, you'll understand the gravitation towards that type of music. Kind of, it, it you. Their music is very trippy, per se, is the way to put it. But it's like musical genius, and in so many levels, and they're they're world renowned for their musical talents as well. So, but it's very interesting music to say the least. Hmm. Okay. It's uh, it's it's nice to have on in the shop because you kind of get lost in the in the music a little bit, especially for the like, doing the artistic stuff that I do. Right, where I'm like. You know, playing when I'm playing with the f- uh, flower petals and I'm forming forming them in all sorts of different directions and stuff, and I've got this like weird, like I don't know. There's just like weird sounds in the songs, like do 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 do. Like that kind of shit will play in the in the middle of a fucking riff or whatever, and it's like holy fuck, here we go, and it'll just like the whole song just takes a complete different turn and starts you know, going in a different tempo and stuff and it just takes your brain on a different different uh path, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Gets you into the flow state. Yeah. yeah I'm we'll a, give it a listen. I'm a weird guy this when week, it comes uh, to this. this week I've been listening to a band called The Wise Man's Fear. Interesting. What's I don't that? know if anybody anybody out there has ever listened to them. I, I get scrolling on Instagram or TikTok or something and I get like all these new bands that I've never heard of pop up. Mm-hmm. And me and my buddy at work have this happen where we'll hear like a like a cool breakdown or like a cool like element of a song or something, and then we go and we actually listen to that band, and it's like, oh, that was like the best three you know thirty seconds that that they have was just that little segment, you know. And it's like I don't really want to listen to the rest of it, but this was one that I discovered. I think it was on Instagram or something like that, and I'm like, ooh, no, these guys actually have a pretty solid catalog. So I've been listening to the Wise Man's Fear. If anybody out there is into metalcore, I would recommend the song uh, "Sea of Fire." This one that yeah it pops up first thing when you search them. It's one of their first songs so, that pops up. They've uh they've got some interesting interesting stuff. I really like that. They have uh the breakdown of that song has what we've uh what we've dubbed as the uh the Tasmanian Devil scream. If anybody's ever heard like if you take like a video of like an actual Tasmanian Devil like the animal and like the noise that they make, it's very similar to the kind of scream that that this guy has in like the breakdown or like any of those sort of like heavier, like metalcore guys, like Will Ramos, uh, Lorna Shore, like they have like this really unique scream that they have. And it's, it's, it's a lot like a Tasmanian devil. It's pretty impressive. Um, but yeah, if anybody out there is into listening to the Tasmanian devil sounds, um, definitely, uh, check out that. <laughs> slim audience. I think uh, I'm, <laughs> is, sure. I'm sure uh, is metalcore you know? the type of music where they like try to sing like all softly and then go into screaming. Uh, you know, it, it, it there are bands that do that. Um, you know, there's, there's some bands that are a little more dynamic where they have, you know, uh, the, other band that I was talking about the other day, um, Bad Omens, that guy, I mean, he sings in falsetto, he sings high, he sings a little on the low side, and then he, you know, will belt out like a crazy scream, you know, uh, their newer stuff is a lot softer, but, um, 
Metalcore is basically just heavy, hard, lots of double bass. Double double bass is one of my preferred drugs. Um, it, uh, See, it does it for me. That's the the issue that I have with this that style of music per se. I guess is I love the the drums. I love the guitaring. All that you know the actual music behind it. But as soon as that singer starts going from a trying to sound like he's a choir boy to sounding like he's trying to be a you know a monster i'm like what are you doing dude like pick one or the other this is metal not fucking you're not a choir here come on now but i'm <laughs> that's my personal like you know well, I, like, I love be... pantera and white yeah. zombie and like the you know the the old school metal i don't know what would you call what's that metal called metal metal no, okay. What Noah's <laughs> talking about is new age emo. No, no. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about is new age emo. I'm like enough. But there's 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 metal, which is what you're talking about. There's emo, which is dead, and then there's emo metal, which is also dead. There's new metal spelled N U dash metal, which is I don't know, bands like Hawthorne Heights and you know stuff that was big like post emo that kind of kind of stuff, um, and then what I listen to is more it's just metalcore. So there's some singing, some screaming. I listen to a little bit of deathcore. That's a little harder and heavier. Um, but What's anyways. Slipknot called or considered? Um, hardcore. That's hardcore. probably more like hardcore, faster beats. Um, generally, people who are big fans of like the brand Tap Out and and have bedazzled jeans they're usually into slipknot yeah i'll be honest slipknot was slipknot big back in the day is slipknot's where i stopped listening to metal man it got to be too much i was like seriously it's just i feel like the musical i don't want to say the musical talent is lost at that point because there's definitely still musical talent in that but it gets it gets lost in the music because there's too much going on at once yeah. Oh, you mean nine guys? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a little. Yeah. A little I, much happening there. Yeah. I've never been a huge Slipknot fan. Um, Corey Taylor is an incredibly talented guy and he's an, a very talented vocalist. And I've liked some of his other projects and stuff, but I never was able to get into Slipknot. It just wasn't my thing. Um, personally, we're, we're killing um, the fan base here with opinions. Have you ever ever thought about that with uh, being very careful about voicing opinions on the podcast? Because See, I thought about it, and then I don't don't actually. care. Well, it's that, and it's not that I don't care, um, because I mean, I have very strong opinions about a lot of different things, and if I hear somebody say something on a podcast, I'm like, oh, come on, man!" But but the other thing about it is, is that I just let it go. Like it doesn't like somebody else's opinion doesn't matter that much to me. To a certain you know, degree, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it so takes, it takes quite a bit to get uh, that offended, per se, right? Sure. And, well. you know, <laughs> I if, would if say somebody's going to stop listening to the podcast because I don't slip like Slipknot, I mean, I don't know. No, I mean, they're, they're going to stop listening because Lando is talking shit about Metalcore. I'll talk shit about Metalcore. It's fine. I think we only. <laughs> I think we only have like five <laughs> listeners that listen to the same music as me. So it's, it's fine. Mm. Mom, yeah, I mom listen doesn't to count, totally but... different music. The hardest music I listen to is probably Asking Alexandria. And that's like occasionally. What have you been yeah. listening to in your shop recently or in your life? Um, 
the usual, which would be like, actually, I've been listening to Mercules a lot. Oh, yeah. Lately. I love me some Mercules. <laughs> Do you know who Classified is? Nope. He's from the Maritimes. He's a pretty decent rapper. That's the only reason I asked if you know who he is is because he's from the Maritimes. So I figured maybe the proximity there. But. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to more and more Coheed. You can usually tell what I'm listening to by what I put in my reels. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, but old Coheed, not their new garbage. I haven't listened to any new, so that's all I know. No it's idea terrible. who Coheed is. What kind of, what <laughs> kind of music is that? Coheed and Cambria. It's like a post-hardcore. Okay. Yeah, like, uh, I don't know. The first, like, four albums, all the songs, he's telling a story that are, like, his, their comic books also. They release comic books, and, like, the songs line up with what's happening in the comic books. Oh, that's cool. Nerd shit. He's has a very unique voice. Yes. he's He sings falsetto, but, like, hmm. very falsetto. And he's this Mexican dude with the fucking huge hair. I went and saw, I've seen him, I've seen them live four times. And we were at the State Theater in Portland. I brought my wife and he plays a double neck guitar and he gets his hair tangled up in the fucking keys, the tuning <laughs> keys up at the top of the guitar, doesn't miss a note and rips it right out of his head. Oh, so the, whole, the whole rest of the show, there's like a bundle of his Chunk hair. Of hair. <laughs> and he's just fucking rocking. And I was like, that's the most badass shit I've ever seen. That's metal, dude, right there for sure, yeah. dude. Yeah, their first uh, four. Yeah, the first four albums were awesome. Fifth album was meh. And then from there, it just went downhill. Once you get mm. money, man, it's like hard to, you know. Yeah, you know what? It's funny. I've been talking to people about that kind of stuff, you know, and how being broke is a huge, well, Brian House was talking about that on his podcast recently, and I was mes messaging them about, uh, about what they were saying. Once again, brought me up and it's like, you guys, I, <laughs> I can't afford this. I mean, I paid for one episode. You don't have to keep on doing it. I'm, I'm not paying anymore, <laughs> but yeah, though, no, they're talking about business and, how being broke is a driving force. You know, if you've got the money, then you don't have the drive to do these things, certain things. And you'll, you know, and if you're bored, then you, you'll, you'll find things to do because you're bored. You know, like look, for, look at a kid, for example, nowadays, we throw tablets in front of their place, faces or computers, whatever TV shows and keep them complacent with that versus, you know, when we were kids, we were making mud pies and using sticks to, you know, pretending sticks were animals and shit like that and whatever, whatever we could find, we were pretending was something, right? Like kids, you know, mm -hmm. don't have that boredom. And, and even for us in our workshop, you know, we go in our workshop and if you can put a little bit of boredom in there and start putting yourself back into that mind of tinkering, it's like, well, what can I do today? Not this is, I have to do this. I have to do that. I've, I've got this. I got to get done. I got this. I got it done. When you walk in those doors and you have that open mindset of like, what could I do today? What's possible? It's like the, the such a different approach to what you're going to do in the shop that day, man. I don't know where I was going with that. I don't know. I a hundred percent agree. <laughs> with Brian's assessment that poverty is an excellent motivator to some 
because we all see those homeless pieces of shit out there who are as poor as they could possibly be and are not motivated to change their lives. Not saying that's all of them. Yeah, but but there's some um, or a lot. Anyways, anyways. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was the biggest motivator for me was being poor. I mean, yeah. I grew up poor. We didn't have fucking anything when I was growing up. And then once I became a dad, which happened fairly young. I mean, my son was born when I was 20. And it was like, let's go. Let's fucking do this. Yeah. And then eventually you become obsessed. You either become obsessed or addicted to it. Yeah. To the, you know, the that small little shot of dopamine or serotonin or whatever it is you get when you accomplish a goal that is so fleeting and just does not last nearly as long as you thought it would. And you just got to come up with the next goal and start hunting for that little little juice of dopamine or serotonin, whatever it is. And I kind of wonder if that's almost the issue that I'm facing with the podcast right now. You know, the podcast was this like amazing thing and it was so fun to do. And it is, it still is. It's an amazing thing and fun to do, but it was like that dopamine rush off the hop for the first, you know, first year or so. It was just like, oh, this is so awesome. I'm learning so much and I'm meeting so many people and stuff like that. And then it's like now it's at a point where it's that that feeling's tapered off a little bit. And maybe that's partially why I'm why I'm stuck stepping back away from it and going like, nah, I need to I need to find that next dopamine rush or something. I don't know. I, I've considered the next, that. The next goal for the show. Yeah, well, and maybe not for the show, just for me in life in general, right? Yeah. You know, like my wife actually said to me the other day that she's willing to help me out with the roses and stuff like that. And that really amped me up. And I'm, you know, that's, I'm looking at that aspect and maybe that's my next step in life is that I, it's time to start focusing on the business now and getting that off, off the ground and, and rolling and start an Etsy store. Do you guys have an Etsy store? Do you do I that? Don't. No, no, I just run everything off of my website. Yeah. yeah, I don't because they take 15% or some crazy shit like that. Well, there's that's yeah. What's your how do you do your website? Squarespace or something like that? Or Square. mine's Wix. Mine is Wix. just Sorry? mine's mine. I have through uh through Square. So they're the the guys that have like the little card readers that plug into your phone. That's just a little square. Yep. Um, they have a free website builder that I put together and I think it's actually powered by Wix. So it's probably pretty similar to what Ryan's got. Yeah. Yeah. But honestly, a majority of my sales come through social media. Yeah. Well, see, and that's, I've, I've been trying to explain that to my wife for at least the last year right now. She bugs me that I spend too much time on Instagram and Facebook and this and that. You're always on there you're, and you're just scrolling and it's like, no, I'm not just scrolling. Number one, there's there's a lot of goals that are happening within that time frame. I'm looking at things and getting new ideas on what I could do differently or what I could build in general. And I'm engaging in the community so that people know who I am and I know who they are. So, you know, that all comes full around. You know, we help each other type thing. And, you know, I'm... I'm pushing myself on the social media to get into different areas of, of 
people seeing me now, you know, instead of just being like, well, whatever happens, happens. If, if you find me, you find me. Like I'm actually trying to tell people go and follow me, you know, messaging new accounts. Like I've got a few Rose accounts that I've gotten into messaging with asking them, you know, take a look at my roses. What do you think of my roses? These are people that photograph roses specifically. That's all their account is, is pictures of roses. Take a look at my account. What do you think? And they, and then next thing you know, there's engagement with them or whatever. And they'll push me into other rose accounts and stuff like that are people that are interested in roses. And it's all, it all comes back around, right? The more effort you put into it, the more it comes back. If Yeah. If you're just sitting there scrolling, whatever, looking at things, not really engaging in it, then yeah, you're wasting your time, but. But for us, Instagram and for some of us, Facebook, some of us don't get traction on Facebook, but uh, social medias in general, they're our biggest marketing tool. Yeah. They're our biggest networking tool. You know what I mean? Like if you're not willing to put your name out there, nobody's going to find you. Yep. How are they going to find you in a sea of seven billion people who are all trying to put their name out there? The loudest ones are going to. You know, squeaky wheel gets the grease. You got it, bud. You guys got you business gotta... cards? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have, do you find you hand out quite a few business cards or how does that work for you? Usually I send them out with my knives. Okay. Yeah. When I'm doing like a show or something locally, I hand out a lot of business cards. I don't do it on the daily like I should. I need to keep some in my toolbox at work and just kind of pass them out to random people as I see them throughout the day, but I don't as you guys, much as I should. Do you guys bring up the fact that you guys make knives? to almost anybody and everybody you talk to or mm-hmm. mm, yeah a little bit almost, yeah almost to the point where i'm annoying yeah you know yeah. what i say do it man i take i the more you push yourself the more you're gonna grow man yeah, yeah. my i mean my private facebook is my ryan chadborn knifeworks facebook there is no ryan copley facebook anymore i deleted it so hmm well, hey, guys, we're almost two hours in here, and I have one oh, more shit. thing I want to yeah. talk about, if you don't mind. Okay. So a couple of weeks ago, we talked about kind of like working out and fitness in general and how there was some guys out there that would be interested in kind of getting together. In the unlikely event that there's some people still listening, um, we wanted to kind of kick that off this week. And by we, I mean me. Um Cause I've been going to the gym every morning except for this week when I was sick. Um, but there was a bunch of different guys that reached out to me, um, who were wanting to get in on something like that. So basically I could, I've been struggling to try and find like a format and I'll take feedback on this. Um, so if anybody out there sees what I'm doing and thinks that I could do it differently or better, let me know. Um, but basically what I'm going to do is Tuesday when this thing comes out, I'll put out a reel and it'll be, this week's exercise. So this first week we're going to do the challenge is for you to do 20 burpees throughout the day. I'm trying to do something that's like not necessarily low key, but something that like everybody can do. Cause not everybody wants to go out and get a gym membership. Not everybody has like an hour that they can dedicate every day to working out. And like we were talking about with Brian Cohn, when we first brought this up, like, we don't want people to get like super into this and like burn themselves out or anything like that. So I want to keep it like pretty light, pretty like more on the fun side. So I'll put out a reel 
we're the challenge for the first week is 20 burpees a day. You don't have to do them right like in a row. I don't care. This is all like nobody's watching you. Nobody's like, uh, you know, judging you. If you want to do like burpees while your steel's heating up in your forge, do that, you know, like whatever, whatever you can do. The most important thing is that you do do it. And if you don't want to like, you know, post a video of yourself doing burpees on the internet, like I get that. Take a selfie, post it up in a story. Use hashtag MakerFitness2023. I'll put that hashtag on my reel when I post it. You can send me a DM. You can you can put it in a story. You can put it in a post. It doesn't matter. The challenge is, is that every day when you get this done, you post up about it, that you're proud of yourself, that you did this. This is a challenge for you. It's just for fun. Like there's no there's no prizes. Nobody wins anything. Like this is for your guys' well-being. It's for my well-being. It's, it's, it's us kind of keeping each other accountable. If we want to get like a group chat together, we can do that. The guys that are going to be involved in it. I know not everybody's going to want to do this and that's fine. That's totally cool. But there are a number of guys that reached out to me and said that they did want to do this. And so I appreciate that you guys, and I've been trying to put something together for you. So we're going to do this. So hashtag maker child or sorry, maker fitness 2023 is going to be the hashtag and post up, you know, what you guys are doing, you know, daily it's it's not like a, oh hey i'm doing this like daily do it we're gonna do it so anyways more to come on that i'm gonna try and come up with we'll do like different exercises every week you know maybe one week it'll be 20 push-ups one week it'll be wall sits dead bugs i don't know we'll, we'll figure it out but the goal is to just to make it so that it's something that everybody can do whether they have a gym whether they have a home gym whatever they can do they can everybody can participate is the goal so but again, I'm open to feedback. If somebody wants to shoot me a DM, say, hey, I think maybe we should do this. Or if we wanted to do, I don't know, something different. If you got ideas, I'm open. So that's that. Cool. I, I, should probably, uh, I should probably start working out too, man. I was at my doctor's office the other day, man, and he was kind of giving me crap about that. He was also giving me crap about my masturbation and telling me that I need to stop masturbating. Why would he ever tell you that? Cause he was trying to examine me. Jeez, Lando. Did you get a boner? I was masturbating. Fuck. Uh, oh, while he was trying to examine. Uh. <laughs> oh, I get it. I think Canadian punchlines are delivered on a different timing than American punchlines. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, no, that's just Lando for you. <laughs> yeah. My doctor's well, a then. lady. She's a very attractive lady. This it's explains. Almost, it's almost a problem. Yeah. I would explain like I my, want, my shoe. Yeah. I almost want a different doctor. Yeah. You don't want to talk to a woman who's the same age as you, who's like very attractive about like your fucking shits aren't solid all the time or like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, ah, no, I'm good. Healthy as a horse. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, it works great. It works. Everything works great. Mm. We're good. Yeah. I, it I, works I, the best. Yeah. It's the best. I don't it's, need pills. Yeah. Yeah, it's you. Yeah. Say that like Donald. Like Where's your Donald uh, accent there? Middle-aged, yeah, ugly to. dude to I'm, be your doctor. I'm no, good, I'm no good at doing the Trump accent. It's huge, huge, it's huge, great. 
you everything's fine guys everything's great it's perfect i've talked to other people some people say it's great some people don't you know but a lot of people are saying it that's all i'm saying you know a lot of people are talking about it we're gonna work it out it's gonna be good it'll be huge it's gonna be huge maker fitness 2023 it's gonna be great i lose the most well done (laughs) that was make fitness make fitness great again that's what i'm saying (laughs) Does this happen to go hand in hand with the uh, working hands competition? Make what you fear. No, I didn't know they had a competition. Yeah, They have a competition going on right now. Make what you fear challenge. They did a make what you fear challenge last year where it was like, make something with a material you're not familiar with this year. It's make something fitness related. Oh yeah. So you guys could uh, almost, you know, Build something for your fitness and get in on a competition while you're at it. Double down on this. Yeah, forge a kettlebell. Exactly. Something Ooh. like that would be perfect. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. You can uh, make a mold of be... your own face and forge a Noah head kettlebell. I That'd be like fucking cool, dude. We cool. could sell them in pairs. We could do one of each of us and they Maybe could just be like the a hust- kettlebell with just a mustache on it. The hustle and grind kettlebell That's- set. That's pretty much what I was picturing is just the stash. That's all it needs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, honestly, I, I didn't know about that. So I don't know if anybody's interested in doing a collab on a challenge or something like that. Let me know. But yeah, didn't know. Sorry. Oh, now you know. There we go. If you don't right, know, now you know. Anything else we need to talk about before we shut this puppy down? Nope. Don't think so. Thanks for having me on. Okay. Appreciate bringing Absolutely. me back again, guys. It's cool. Yeah. Time, bud. Nice seeing y'all. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. Stay hot to me. Yeah. Bye bye. Stay True. warm up there, Lando. <laughs> Good luck. Goodbye. 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 Take off, eh? <laughs> Frozen to the bones. Have a good week, everybody. Bye. <laughs>